1: Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to wrap up our discussion about the strategy, practice, and legality of collecting and using email addresses from website traffic. Joining us again is Adam Robinson, who is the founder at Get Emails, which is the world's first ever email retargeting software. Get emails identifies up to 35% of your anonymous web traffic and sends their contact record directly to your email marketing app so you can follow up with previously lost leads. And so far this week, Adam and I have talked about how you can get access to email addresses from web traffic and also whether that's legal and ethical. Today, we're going to wrap up the conversation talking about some of the best practices to use email-based retargeting as a revenue-generating channel. Okay, here's the last part of my conversation with Adam Robinson, founder of Get Emails. Adam, welcome back to the Martech podcast.
2: Thanks, Ben. Happy to be here.
1: Excited to have you back and ready to wrap up the conversation. We've talked a little bit about how Get Emails works, how you can essentially decrypt email addresses from people that are coming to your website, and whether it's okay, whether it's legal, and whether it's right to use those email addresses. And my takeaway here is there's a case to be made that this is legal. There is a lot of gray area about the ethics of decrypting email addresses and using them for marketing material. Let's put that behind us. Okay. Let's talk about what some of the best practices are for the people that are on the side of the fence that says using email marketing as a retargeting channel is no different than using Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, display, programmatic. Somebody's coming to my website. I'm reaching out to them. Why not in their inbox? Let's say we're all on that side of the fence. How does this actually work? Give me some best practices. Give me some use cases. How are people taking those email addresses and turning them into money?
2: So right now, we have one-click integrations with about 20 email marketing providers. So the process as it stands, and we just launched real-time data. It was coming in 24 hours later. So what most people are doing, if they're e-commerce companies, they'll send the data to a welcome series in their... It's mostly Clavio customers we're getting. So like more sophisticated than MailChimp, but not like, you know, these Salesforce marketing cloud enterprise level companies. And we say copy a welcome series and basically change the first email to have a subject line that says, thanks for stopping by the site. Keep a storewide coupon in it. Second email, same as normal, like a brand story type email with a coupon in it. And then the third one, maybe your bestsellers or something like that. So it's really not that different than a normal welcome series for someone who opted in. And that seems to perform great for e-commerce.
1: So you're acknowledging that someone has visited your website. You're talking about what their experience is. You're kind of brushing over how you got their contact information.
2: Exactly. I'm
1: assuming you're not saying, hey, we saw you went to the site, even though you didn't opt in. Here's.
2: I would just say thanks for stopping by and leave it at that. Okay. Permission reminder for this strategy is like not a great idea, I would
1: say. (laughs) (laughs) That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Okay. And then you're trying to build credibility And then you're really just going for the heavy hitters, the products that you think that have the highest conversion rate for e-commerce. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Let's say hypothetically, you're a content brand looking to build a community, martechpodcast.com. Hey, how would someone that has a great podcast that reaches 10 to 20,000 people a month get some email addresses?
2: The thing that you got to solve is how to get them back to a website because you're not going to be able to put this on wherever people listen to podcasts, like you can't put it on.
1: Yeah, like 65 to 70% Apple podcast stores. So we have to use Audio content or come up with some other compelling way to get people to the website.
2: Right. Some sort of lead magnet, something that people are gonna want to actually get from you. Right. Some reason to get them to the site, right? That's it.
1: So here's our offer code for get emails. It's go to I'm using this as a hypothetical get emails. Go to martechpod.com slash get emails for twenty five percent off your first campaign.
2: Totally. Get them to the site any way, shape, or form you can. So you should still have your, your normal email capture mechanisms, and we suppress any of these emails that you capture through a pop-up, and overlay, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not like you want to stop doing that, because those are going to be, on the margin, higher quality emails, and you want not have to pay for them.
1: They're just as new, and the person's actually consented to you reaching out to them.
2: Right. So you still want to do that because they're a different category, but you just got to get people to your site. And then it all depends on how frequently you send out newsletters. If you send out newsletters every day, and some people still do, you don't even need to welcome these people. You just mix them in with your newsletter and it performs identical to the rest of the list.
1: So you're just straight up dropping the newsletter to people and then allowing them to opt out from there.
2: Exactly. And you would just be shocked that it performs exactly the same as an opt-in.
1: It's funny. I was thinking that the strategy would be Hey, thanks for stopping by the Martech podcast. I see this is who you are. You're relevant to us. You work at this company. We have this newsletter, and we're building this community. Click here to get access and sign up. And you're just actually feeding people then getting their express consent.
2: That doesn't work that well. I've seen all sorts of different attempts at this, and Diana, our head of sales and I, we just think it's adding a step when you don't need to to get engaged readers. The reason why it doesn't work is most of the people after a day or two that you're going to get, most of the contacts are going to be people who have been to your website for the first time, right? It takes a while to warm people up. If they didn't give you the opt-in after being on your website, they're probably not going to give you the opt-in after an email because they're not there yet. They're just not there. You got to warm the people up with way more than one extra contact to get them from wherever they are to actually wanting to hear more from you and raising their hand about that digitalmarketer.com for instance i went and talked to them about this in their office so like this is incredible and then the guy's working with over there justin he's like cool so i set up this one email to go out and it's offering people a free insider account so it's kind of the same idea like subscribe to our content or whatever and great open rate high 20s he's like yeah no one's clicking through it's like well the reason they're not clicking through is this goes against every single thing you guys teach You can't ask for someone to create an account the first day they've ever heard of your brand. You need to earn some trust, right? So it's an intuitive strategy to a content creator, but I think it's because it's the way that you are taught to do this marketing stuff, right? Get permission and then do it. What I'm suggesting is you don't really need that.
1: Essentially what you're saying, we're taught to get permission to provide content and use the content to try to... Drive a sale. Right. And you're saying the permission part, you can skip over, start delivering the content. People have the option to opt out of it if they really are not in your target market. But if they get value out of the content, they're going to stick around. And then you have a higher probability of driving more sales because you're just widening your audience.
2: Exactly. And there's other benefits in some cases to widening audience too. Some people even can sell ads on a CPM for JB newsletter takeovers. You can really have some hard ROI there. But yeah, I would say, don't try to get people to subscribe who just didn't subscribe. To me, it doesn't make logical sense. And I've never seen it work.
1: So the idea here and where I'm conflicted is somebody comes to the website, martechpod.com, and they go and they read some show notes about this episode. And we have a pop-up that says, hey, become an insider member of our community and get our newsletter. And they say no, and they walk away. And then we just subscribe them to the newsletter. How are people not getting pissed off? Sorry, we're back at square one here.
2: All I can tell you is that I would be out of business if they were. (laughs) Like, the only reason I'm still sitting here is because the data is good. If the data was not good, no one would stick around and use the product.
1: So then what's the point of having the opt-in list? Why would I bother to put the, hey, you should sign up for the email newsletter if I could just opt everybody into the newsletter myself?
2: Because those people will purchase from you much quicker because you've already earned so much trust.
1: So you're essentially creating segments.
2: Right. You need to keep those two segments. You still want the overlay because you still want to know that these people are much farther along the journey. I mean, someone who opts in has probably seen your brand six or seven times.
1: I would hope so. Well, Actually, I would hope they've only seen it once and it's just such a beautiful logo that they're attracted to it. But that's probably not reality. It was a $5 Fiverr logo.
2: So yeah, you need to segment as much as possible in marketing anyway. And that's a great segment. Opt-in versus non-opt-in.
1: Okay. Adam, it's a different marketing tactic than one I think that most people are used to. And honestly, I think it's going to take marketers some time to getting used to thinking about how to market to people that have not opted in using email as a channel. You're the expert in this. Talk to me a little bit about your philosophy and how people can get more information about this practice of marketing.
2: It's funny you should mention that. I just wrote a book called Permission to Marketing. And it's kind of a little poking fun at Seth Godin's incredible book called Permission Marketing, which I love is the first marketing book I've ever read. But it's all about the best practices of what different types of businesses should be doing. And it actually touches on everything we've talked about in this entire conversation, the legal part, the ethical part, how does it work, all that nonsense. But the whole back third is just super detailed playbooks and case studies of people doing stuff that has worked. So... If you just type in Permission Schmarketing Adam Robinson or link in the show notes, it'll show you where to get it.
1: All right. So there it is, folks. The way to learn how to market without consent is now branded as Permission (laughs) Schmarketing. Did I get the name right? You nailed it. It's hilarious. The cover of the book actually looks like the Permission Marketing cover from Seth Godin, except it's with Adam's forehead instead of Seth Godin. (laughs) Adam, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, telling us a little bit about your platform. And thanks for being a guest on our show.
2: Well, Thanks a lot for having me, Ben. I really enjoyed it.
1: All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Adam Robinson, founder of Get Emails, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Adam, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Adam underscore L underscore Robinson. Or you could visit his company's website, which is getemails.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com. We have summaries of all our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our newsletter. It's opt-in. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you